1: Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Markets are having a very good start to the year. Although, I would say we've kind of hit a bit of a wall. Nasdaq's up 12.8%. Year to date, the SP 500 up 6.9 percent. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 2.2 percent. The Kansas City Chiefs narrowly beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Pretty exciting game. Um, and the, just watching the odds, who was going to win? Who wasn't going to win? Who's in control? Who's not in control? There's a lot of dramatic uh, twists and turns. Hopefully, had a good time. Um, big return of Rihanna. 100 plus million eyeballs watch the game. Still not a national holiday though. They're talking about potentially moving Super Bowl Sunday to get this get this Super Bowl Saturday. How do you feel about that? I know. I'm confused as well. Advertisers kept it light. Um nothing crazy. A lot of celebrities I think the coolest commercial that made us go, What's going on? was Tubby, Tubby played a remote control prank on viewers, and some people thought their TV was broken. They thought something had happened with it. So Nick Sirianni coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, cried during the national anthem. Uh, Elon Musk sat next to uh, Rupert Murdoch. I was kind of eyeballish, right? 50.4 million Americans expectedly wagered $16 billion, up from $7 billion last year. Were you a winner? Or were you a loser? Do you think Chris Stapleton would go over or under on the national anthem? He went over. Uh, I want to personal that with my son on the coin flip. I don't know what I won, but I know I won it. There was a lot of trash talking about who was going to win the coin flip before he uh, went on. Thirty-three thousand people dead in Turkey now, and Syria. Death toll from the quakes are right is rising. That's a lot of dead people. Um, and yet they're still pulling some people out of the rubble. Four-year-old was found alive 132 hours after the quake. Um, impressive. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. He takes calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about? We talk about. There is a lot of drama about the United States Air Force shooting down balloons in North American skies. We are now up to, get this, I can't make this up, four. And you're like, wait, 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 are we spending millions on a missile to shoot down a balloon? The F-22 and the expensive price tag that went in front of Congress for years and years of delays has the ability to shoot down to any freaking fragment air balloon that invades our space. I just, I'm sure the first fighter pilot who fired a missile on, he had to feel pretty good. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania hits theaters this Friday. It's kicking off phase five of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's still incredibly popular superheroes, but have they lost a little bit of their luster? Last year, not one superhero movie crossed through the $1 billion uh, box office arena now it would have China was as open as the United States and other Western countries um, that, that Dr. Strange movie, I think it pulled in like 955 million so it would have it would have I know you're saying release it let's get it to a 1000000000 do don't really care that much do you really <laughs> Um, More than half of the top 1,000 advertisers on Twitter stopped spending money on the platform in the first weeks of January. So says a report out of CNN. If you've been watching Twitter since Elon Musk took over, it's had some technical problems. It's gone down twice. And again, I don't think that's that big of a deal for you and me. To me, the big deal is the quality of the ads that are being served has turned kind of sleazy. The mayor of Toronto, John Tory, is stepping down after disclosing a relationship with a former staffer. Um, That's a no-no. New Mexico State shut down its men's basketball team for the remainder of the season due to hazing allegations. That's a no-no. It is interesting how much trouble we get ourselves into when you involve alcohol and then a member of the opposite sex like it's bad does america have a problem i think we do google didn't do in itself any favors last week if you heard about the much talked about ai demo last week shares of alphabet plunged that said microsoft appearing is to take the early lead um uh-huh. I wouldn't count Google out just yet. Google's big reveal is still yet to come, which would expect to be in months and not weeks. OpenAI's chatbot is one of the fastest growing tech products ever. And it was helped out by a $10 billion investment from Microsoft. Microsoft may be able to siphon off some of Google's market share in search, but Alphabet will be hard to dethrone thrown. Given its underlying proven strength. Google's been preparing for AI for years. The question is, is it an investment now that it's fallen 10 percent? Will Google's technology be superior? Will it be able to get better data or will they go the way the dodo bird? I think last week what happened to Google was a bit of an overreaction. The demo was a bit of a disaster for sure, much like when Elon Musk said, look at the Cybertruck, it's, it's indestructible, I can throw a brick at its window and it won't break, and here goes the brick, and oh, the window broke. There's been historical flops like that, and it doesn't necessarily change the brand. So Google needs to get this right. They have a lot of research talent. And they've got a lot of technology. Will they get it right? I think they will. Um, Should you sell shares of Apple or Google? Maybe. Apple wants to have artificial intelligence feel more seamless. I I think you're going to see that all the big tech companies have a slightly different angle. And much like I still use Bing search engine, even though it's embarrassing to admit. Um, sometimes it just comes up on my page and that's the distribution. Sometimes companies can win on their distribution deals. Google has a relationship with Apple to be the search engine of iPhones. You think they're going to take that away anytime soon? Oh, I don't think so. Until Apple says, you know what, we want to do search as well. 800... 516 each calls on the air. Tesla's huge stock rebound has put Elon Musk back in the conversation as being the world's richest man again. Isn't that funny? Why are we tracking this? It feels kind of weird to me, too. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Big event coming up in the East Bay. You'll learn more about this in the coming days, in the coming weeks, but it's going to be March in the East Bay. I'm coming back to the East Bay for the first time in a long, long time. <laughs>
1: Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is The Rob Black Show. So
2: last week I pulled some research and I offered it to you. If you drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. The AI craze has sent some stocks up 300 plus percent. There's five categories of artificial intelligence. And amongst those categories come some players, some stock winners, and there's going to be some losers. But there's going to be a lot of excitement in 2023, the year of AI, in my opinion. It's a little too obvious, which worries me. Quantum computing is a segment of artificial intelligence. Um, some names in that area include MediaTek, Hewlett Packard Enterprises, BlackBerry, Intel, Infineon, Microchip, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, Nokia. In machine learning, that's the second biggest subsector. You're going to get names like Alphabet and KLA core and Lam Research and uh, Texas Instruments. That's a- those are applications that allow a computer to learn from historical data. Then there's another subsector of artificial intelligence known as the AI chips. They make up um, a large part of the innovation that goes on in AI. They are the hardware element. They're different from chips used for traditional computers because they have more complex and multidimensional facets. These include companies like NVIDIA, Lattice, Synaptics, Splunk, Tower Semiconductor. Then you get into the GPU and other hardware. Um, that are pushing AI up and above. Big data and cloud computing as well. Uh, big data. Uh, you'd be looking at companies like Cirrus Logix and Juniper Networks, Micron Technology. So the idea here is that with big data, AI and robotics are really being complementary. So a lot going on in artificial intelligence. If you want an article on the subsectors as well as some names. To start doing research on, drop me an email Rob. Rob at It's rob at robblackshow.com. Um, Marvel is starting off the new series with the Ant-Man, and there's a new bad guy named Kang. And what's interesting is Kang was introduced during the television shows on Disney Plus in the last couple of years. Um, Disney's doing a very Intriguing job of using Disney plus TV shows to introduce new characters for the movies. So, the last Disney series was the Infinity Saga and the Infinity Stone. This one's going to be the Kang Dynasty and the multiverse relationships that Kang is doing something about as a big baddie. It ends with Avengers, the King Dynasty in May 2, twenty twenty five, as well as Avengers Secret Wars in May one twenty twenty six. So we have another three to four years of. Disney movies planned out. I bring this up again because I look at Wall Street as product and. I don't think we've gotten fatigued. But man, we're throwing a lot of stuff at us, right? <laughs> It was superheroes, and I don't think we want superheroes to be the number one movie every year. So we're happy that Avatar and Top Gun Maverick had, had took twenty twenty two, and we say good for you. But we've been thrown WandaVision, Winter Soldier, Black Widow, Loki, What If, Ten Rings, Eternals, Hawkeye, Spider Man No Way Home, Moon Knight, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Miss Marvel. Thor, Love and Thunder, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Werewolf by Night, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, as well as the new Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a lot. And these all are kind of done, so now they're starting on a new arc with man, with a new bad guy. That I guess the movies are progressively more bad guy-esque, where he'll get more powers. I think that's how the scripts go, right? Um, would you invest in Disney? I own shares of Disney, and it's been a disappointment on a five year basis in the long term. I'm OK with it in the short term. I'm OK with it. But in the midterm, it's been disappointing. So are they doing too much at Disney? Do you see where I'm tying this together? It looks like Disney's going to take a little bit more time with this new. It's called what? what is it called? Uh, phase five and you can track it all the way back to iron man and phase one and how the infinite like it's it's nuts how well planned out this is so you see warner brothers trying to do the same thing and you're like yeah they're not gonna be as successful so earlier in the hour i talked a little bit about using a zero interest rate credit card or low interest rate credit card transfer and i don't think i got my point all the way across and I wanted to mention it one more time. If you have credit card debt, I would take it very seriously. It is something that is frustrating. It is something that weighs on people. But what I would be careful about is sometimes your solution. I am okay with credit cards that offer 0% interest or balance transfers. I want you to reasonably not get into more trouble, though. The best strategy to pay down credit card debt Most Americans don't really know how to use balance transfers. And again, there's some tricks where if you go out and use a balance transfer and then you go out and charge on top of that, you're not going to be paying off the debt that you want to pay off. At the end of 2022, total credit card debt hit 930.6 billion. That's an 18.5% spike from a year earlier levels. The average balance is $5,800. I pay my credit cards off every single month. And I know that sounds like I'm bragging. I'm trying not to. Credit card debt is serious. And would I do a 0%? I would. I would. If I was finding that I couldn't pay off my credit card. But would I charge anything on top of a credit card that I use to get out of a credit card debt? I would not. And I would scold you if you did. So if there's your scolding beforehand. Don't do it. One minute. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. And I know that 64% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. I know that we have a rolling recession going on right now. Um, and if it hasn't hit you, it feels like it might. Just be cautious on that credit card debt, please. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more.
1: What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth.
2: I found it interesting, very interesting, last week that Joe Biden is proposing the Junk Fee Prevention Act. I, this is one of the biggest no-brainers. I think we can all agree, like, wouldn't that be nice? You forget to pay your credit card bill. And, whoa, wow, that's a lot of late charges. Um, same thing with your cable. Reactivation fees on things like subscriptions that we have. They feel a little bit onerous, don't they? President Joe Biden has found a new target, the hidden fees and surcharges that surprise us. I love looking for things like that. Um, bank statements. And now that we have web tools, apps, and a little bit of artificial intelligence, I get notices on a regular basis like, hey, is this a subscription? Or can you categorize this spending? And I think it's helpful to be proactive with this kind of information, but hidden fees are hitting from every direction on Americans. Junk fees may not matter to the very wealthy, but they matter to most folks. Most folks, as Joe Biden calls us. Fees at concerts and sporting events usually aren't disclosed when consumers choose their tickets, but added to the total cost right before the checkout. Um, service charges that we look at, we're like, that's kind of crazy. They are averaging more than 20% of the tickets face value. Processing fees, delivery fees, facility fees, um, feel egregious. I have no problem with you getting a little bit more control of your life and trying to find what costs are out there. Um, For instance, my subscriptions on my phone, I look at on a pretty regular basis and see if I can do better. There was a company that was acquired, but they were called Truebill. And what they did was you would put in your bank accounts, you would link them. And if you already have your bank account on your phone, you would just ask permission from your phone app to work with the Rocket Money, formerly Truebill app. And I find that it's pretty effectively, it found subscriptions that I didn't know that I had, but it also was able to negotiate with some of the subscribers, for instance, uh, satellite radio. I was paying 20 bucks a month, 25 bucks a month because the initial trial period was over. And they were like, "Hey, do you want to pay 5.99 a month for the same exact thing that you're getting?" I'm like, "Sure." And they negotiated it for me, probably through a software program, and they kept a piece of that action. And I'm okay with that. Parsing through your bank account to find those unused subscriptions to cancel them can be time consuming it can be draining i think rocket money also known as Truebill, seeks to remove some of that hassle it is free with an option to upgrade to Truebill premium service for a fee of three to twelve dollars a month bill negotiation costs between 30 to 60 percent of the 12-month savings it categorizes your expenses i don't think it's the perfect app um But I, I think it's nice. There's a free version that syncs to your bank accounts and instantly finds and tracks subscriptions. It's eighty percent of people save money by using the product. Um, but even getting my friend to log on and try it, he's like, eh, I don't want to try it. All right. um, there's non-refundable negotiation fees anywhere between thirty and sixty percent of the twelve-month savings achieved. So there's some negatives. I'd say there's no free lunch, but I do. I'm okay with Rocket Money, except for I think the owner owns the Cleveland Cavaliers, and sometimes I feel weird. Are, are you starting to feel weirder about supporting billionaires? I do a little bit. I do a little bit. Funstrat is saying that record highs for the stock market are within reach this year. I don't know about that one. Funstrat has a guy named Tom Lee who gets on CNBC. And I don't know how to describe him other than to say he kind of looks like a Pixar character. He's Asian. He's got a beautiful head of hair, some big thick glasses. Um, and I, I think you would know him if you see him because when he's on CNBC, I'm like, oh, that's Tom Lee. I know him. He says the stock market could hit record highs by end of the year as disappointing earnings failed to spark a big sell-off. Investors prepared themselves for a barrage of bad news, and that's great for the stock market, so says Tom Lee. He's been really bullish in the last few years to the point that, didn't he get bullish just as Bitcoin was peaking on Bitcoin? It felt like he got bullish on Bitcoin just as Bitcoin was like, you're like, you're starting to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Like, he comes on and he says nice things. He says flowery things. But let's give him a little bit more here. He said companies have missed fourth quarter earnings results so far have dropped by an average of about 1%. That's better than the average 25 to 3% sell-off seen for companies that missed earnings expectations in 2021 and 2022. He says the two sectors that have posted the best year-to-date returns so far are the same sectors that have experienced the biggest negative earnings revisions into the fourth quarter. Consumer discretionary and communications. Investors are punishing misses to a far less extent. So he's seeing the year-end markets hitting highs. What do you think about that? He thinks the S&P 500 can go up another 18% this year. Working in his favor for upside is the fact that most investors are still bearish and have yet to flip back to bullish, i.e. I sold all my stocks when Russia invaded Ukraine. I went to all cash. What do I do next? So he's trying to say that, that a lot of people are in cash. For whatever reason, high valuations, COVID, big market run up, recessions happen almost like clockwork every four to eight years. We were due. The pandemic changed the way we approach inflation or inflation kind of came at us pretty hard during the pandemic and he's saying like now's the time i don't i don't know that one i'm a little skeptical on only because i've seen tom lee basically say nice things about the market every time he's on CNBC his entire life like so I have that relationship in my mind, like, oh, he's going to say something positive. He's going to talk about upside for Bitcoin or upside for the stock market, or upside for something. He's going to be the guy that says, you know, do I worry about Russia? No, I don't worry about Russia. Do I worry about COVID? No, I don't worry about COVID. Do I worry about China and COVID lockdowns? No, I don't worry about China. Do you worry about vampires? No, I don't worry about vampires. Wait, 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 wait. I worry about vampires. Like You kind of see his answers coming. I'm just throwing it down there for you. to get your calls on there. There's strength in mega cap stocks today. There's a hesitation for the overall market ahead of tomorrow's consumer price index. Buyers are stepping up because technically we are in theory, kind of, sort of, yes, in a breakout. Huh. How do you feel about that? China accuses the United States of flying balloons across its airspace. Uh okay. Wait, <laughs> that's where we are today. We see the SP 500 up 27 points at 4118, breaking through 4100 technical barrier. So some some tech. So say some technicians. The Dow's up 241 points. Nasdaq up 96 points today. All four major indices are higher. Stablecoins seem to be getting into a lot of trouble, don't they? Stablecoin issuer Paxo said early today it will cease creating new units for its $16 billion Binance stablecoin at the direction of its state regulator, New York. Coins feel really, really... Um, I'm not going to use the word curious. I would have a lot of anxiety if I had money in coins. Let's see... You know, I just talked about fund strats, Tom Lee, and how bullish he is. Let's let's play the other side of that coin now. JP Morgan says investors shouldn't get too comfortable with stock markets. Impressive start. Big picture, we believe the equity rally that started last October that we hoped would be driven by peaking bond yields by China reopening and the fall of the European gas prices is unlikely to get the fundamental confirmation. One so, JP Morgan's saying investors slash or exposure stocks now, especially ones with high questionable valuations. I, I can't say that's an ignorant thing to say, but again, are you playing in the short term or are you playing in the long term? This is so sure dedicated in the long term to getting you to retirement. Corporate America is slogging through a disappointing earnings season. Big household names like Apple, Meta, Snap, Microsoft, Starbucks, post-week, fourth quarter earnings also offering cautious forward-looking commentary um 2022 versus 2023 you can find me online at Rob Black show Twitter Rob black show YouTube Rob Black show big event coming up in the East Bay announcement soon
1: you are listening to the Rob Black show podcast for more information on EP wealth visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com.
2: Markets are moving higher today. Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Rihanna revealed a pregnancy. Elon Musk hung out with Rupert Murdoch. I, to be a fly on the wall of that, that Super Bowl booth would have been interesting. Twilio is laying off about 1,500 employees or 17% of its workforce. Twilio has 8,900 employees. We're talking about 1,500 people. There was a big management get together last night, right before the Super Bowl. And, well, the speculation was this was coming and it's coming. Uh, Once again, it's the tech companies that overhired in 2020 and 2021 that were trying to grab onto employees. You can read the press release on Twilio and you'll be like, oh, they're going to divide up. And yeah, yeah. I think the bigger story that's not even a story yet today is Facebook's about to announce another round of layoffs. I don't think they're kidding when they say the year of efficiency. And I think Wall Street will like it already a big winner after the first round of job cuts. Hopefully it doesn't become like a a high, if you will, for Mark Zuckerberg. Evercore is upgrading Zillow, saying that the real estate stock could jump 40% from these current levels. There is some fascination, isn't there? ...of some of the stocks that have fallen the hardest in the last year. The Airbnb's, the Twilio's, the Twitter's, the... Like, we see these big companies fall, and we're like, ooh. To be part of a rebound is lovely, but if you buy for a rebound, are you calling it a trade? Then trade it. If you're calling it an investment, then invest in it. Most of what I talk about on this show are investments. Investments. Let's see what else do we have to talk about today. Hmm. I think we have what is being referred to as a rolling recession. Earthquake topping thirty five thousand. I I can't imagine that is a staggeringly big number out of Turkey and Syria. Rolling recessions have become a popular term on CNBC. It helps explain housing, manufacturing, and finance. They've all shown signs of contraction, though the economy broadly has escaped the recession de- definition. The jobs report is bullish, so the best places for workers to find jobs this year are in oil and gas, hospice, healthcare. Oh man, isn't a friend of mine is, is the doctor's like uh, I'd recommend hospice. I'm like you need to talk to your doctor. A uh, doctor like so I have a friend on uh, who lives on the west coast, but his mother's on the east coast. And I've gone through the loss of both parents, and I'm okay with it. I think I've processed it. A lot of my friends haven't. And um, his brother calls him and says, uh, yeah, the doctor recommended hospice for mom. I'm going to find out more about it soon. I'm like, you better find out real soon. Doctors tend not to bring that one up unless it's important. 800-516-1220 800-516-1220 calls on the air. Twitter suffered an outage during Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show. It's second in a week. Um, is there a story there? I, I don't really think there is. Other than to say that he overpaid for that asset. No, no. Nope. Google says it miscalculated the amount of stock. Some laid off employees will get tied towards their severance. Google emailed laid off workers at miscalculated the amount. Can you imagine? For some employees, this means they'll be even less stock than they initially expected. You've been laid off. Here's the good news. We're going to give you a generous severance package. Two days later, you get an email. Oh, we overestimated that number. Whoops. Google's been conducting layoffs of over 12,000 employees. Company informed laid off employees that did miscalculated the amount of stock employees would receive. Um, that's not a good email to get. It's not a good email to get. I'm just throwing that down there for you. OK, so Ant man's getting ready to kick off this weekend. And there's going to be 13 projects tied towards this new. Moment in the DC uh in the Marvel Universe. The multiverse saga, will it live up to the infinity? Saga. It's the first step narratively, it's 13 plus movies. There's only be three this year. That seems manageable. Um, But it's going to end when Avengers Secret Wars comes out in May, 2026. So you got a long, long way to go with this one. Just throwing that down there for you. Phase four just ended with the kind of the death of the Infinity War characters. I'm not spoiling too much here. And how we went on, how would we ever go on without the group? So phase five is starting to get a group back together for a big bad named Kang. And they are going to try to set it up for like a year of cosmic films, a year of magic films, a year of espionage films. Um, So that narratively it has a better theme. And you're like, this is that well thought out. Yeah. The question is, will we ever fatigue of superheroes? good question. Watching the Super Bowl yesterday, the commercial for uh, Fast and Furious X or whatever it is. Came on and my son's like, I'd, I'd go see that. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> I'll drop you off and you can see it is, is my answer. You just some movies don't resonate, right? <laughs> Let's take a quick look at the stock market and see how we're doing for the day. Um again consult Rise of taking action on any stocks ever mentioned. So far, so good. Stocks inch higher after the worst week of 2023. Tomorrow we get the CPI number. I think that's looming. Um, I think that's worthy of saying let's let's think about this week in context. And it looks like it's all about tomorrow's CPI number. If we're gonna make headwind or tailwinds with with information. Um CPI is looming large. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
1: For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com.